Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code CHGO. When you sign up, the Hawks start their road trip with a 2-1 overtime loss uh, against the LA Kings. And for a low-scoring game, we have a ton to talk about. Thanks for joining us this morning. We appreciate you being here with us uh, late night. Uh, Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We're going to get to uh, everything here. We're going to recap the scoring, give our DraftKings king of the game. It's a pick of the weekday as well, so we've got that coming. And we're going to update you on the tank standings <laughs> as well. So a ton to get to here, fellas. Can um, you guess who the king of the game will be? Oh, you'll never know. And I, that's probably <laughs> where we should start. Uh, Peter Mrazek was just outstanding in his return. Uh, looks 100%, looks ready to go. And we were talking earlier this week, you know, saying, mm, maybe you give Soderblom the first start of the trip just to give Mrazek some extra time. And he was good against the Kings in the last game, yada, yada. But, man, Mrazek was absolutely fantastic in this game. One of the two Hawks in this game that I was pleased with their performance. There were two, and we're going to get to it. Um, but Mrazek, absolutely the star of this game and the only reason the Hawks pick up a point in this one. Yeah, hopefully uh, that that groin or groins uh, were, were able to hold up after a couple of the saves he had to make tonight. Uh, to keep the Blackhawks in this one, but yeah, incredible uh, return to the lineup. Um, you know, it was it was good news to see that you know the potential injury to Arvid Soderblom was going to be minor, if anything, or just a one night issue. And uh, Mrazek getting taken off of IR and, and activated and everything was was great news. So it looks like you know the the Blackhawks in net. I know we're focused on tanking but at least having some healthy competent nhl goaltenders uh is a good thing and mrazic uh stormed back into the lineup with his performance tonight um look i i I know tanking is the is the goal overtime losses shootout losses are still one point in the standings um but you gotta you, you gotta have efforts like this for for this kind of team and you have a competitive game. You have a you have a battle against the L.A. Kings who are supposed to contend for a playoff spot and, and, and look like they're going to do that this season. You got to have these games to to build that confidence because, you know, the the proverbial crash to earth probably is going to come for the Blackhawks eventually where the losses will start to outnumber the wins and the good performances. So you got to have these kinds of performances uh, where you can say, Hey, there, there are things to like, and there are, there are things to like in a, in a tight game like this. Yeah. This one had a lot of the same feel as the game just played last week at the United center between these two teams. Yeah. Uh, where the Blackhawks were outplayed by stretches, uh, but their goalie kept them into the game. Uh, last time it was Arvid Soderblom tonight. It's Peter Mrazek. Just a great, performance by um Marazic tonight good to see for him you know that's a guy that's been battling a lot of injuries and you know to have a groin injury that that he's been dealing with in the past he's had to be feeling like oh man here we go you know here we go again but comes back bounce first game in almost three weeks and was just absolutely fabulous was saved by a couple of posts tonight and we'll, we'll, he'll gladly okay. take those those don't even count as shots on goals. So take that, LA. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, yes, I know the tank, the tank, the tank, but you got a point. You, you probably didn't deserve one. Uh, but you know what? It's not the end of the world because it was, we'll get onto the tank standings later. Everybody that the Hawks are trying to catch up with or let catch past them, a lot of teams below them in the standings won tonight. So not the end of the world. No. And, uh, I, you know, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I know what the point of the season is and I know what the Hawks are supposed to do. Um, but I found myself in this game pissed because it's one thing to lose. It's one thing to try real hard and come up short. It's one thing to be completely overmatched talent wise. What the Blackhawks not wearing number 34 and not wearing number 19 put out on the ice tonight was inexcusable. It was horseshit. It was terrible for 60 minutes plus. Uh, they lost every battle. They got pinned in their end for four minutes plus to end the second period. The only thing that bailed them out was the freaking scoreboard ticking down to zero. It was a matter of time before Caleb Jones and Alec Regula had to scrape themselves off the ice. Both guys early in that shift had easy opportunities to clear, tried to go up the ice instead of along the boards, and that's what happens. You get pinned deep. I don't think Luke Richardson's going to be pleased with this effort at all. I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to say post game. Uh, again, yes, they're trying to lose. Yes, we want them to have the best chance at landing counter Bedard. All those things are great, but this effort sucked, and it pissed me off watching most of the game because you had guys, you know, making a pass to a teammate who was uncovered, uh, you know, a drop back pass into the defensive zone with no pressure. It's a hand grenade at their feet and there's guys causing turnovers. And it's just, those are the things that are about focus and are about being ready to go. And the Hawks were not focused. They were not ready to go in this one. And it's not like the LA Kings are the Colorado avalanche or the New York Rangers or one of these elite NHL teams. They're just not, they're good. I think they're better than they were last year, but there's no reason you should get circles skated around you for the vast majority of this game, right? I mean, they had four shots on goal, like 25 minutes into the game. That that can't happen, and it can't be the, what we call the ghost of Jonathan Taves. Jonathan Taves, by the way, back. I'm announcing it now officially. Stamp it. He's back. Um that's it. He's the only guy out there giving a shit, honestly. And it's that can't happen. And this is what we talked about, right? As the losses start to stack up, how does Luke Richardson keep this team motivated? It shouldn't happen now. And I'm not putting this on Luke, just to be clear. This is not Luke Richardson's fault. This is a team not ready to go. And they said during the game that the Hawks flight yesterday, the charter had to stop between Chicago and LA and Denver to refuel. What did they take a Cessna? What, what, what is going on here? And by the way, they took extra weight from the dads. That, well, that must be it. But they, they, they took, we were in the locker room and what did it say? Greg, the bus left at 1215, right? It's not like yeah. it was an overnight red eye. They got no AM. No, there's that's, no, that's not an excuse. No, there's no excuse yeah. for the performance in this one. There's just not. And again, good. They only got one point, whatever. I'm glad Morazic played well. I'm glad Jonathan Taves has a fire lit under his ass 
and wants to prove everybody wrong this year. It's great. It's wonderful. He right now is the best Blackhawk, period. Jonathan Taves is the current best Blackhawk. I'm I'm saying it. That's it. It is what it is, right? Because the effort's there. The face-offs are there. The goal scoring is there. The compete level is there. And you can't say that about anyone else on this team, especially after this game. I, I'm sorry. I didn't think I was going to have a game like this this year, but I'm pissed off about it. It sucked. They played like ass and don't deserve a point. Yeah, I, I mean, there there definitely were uh, passengers tonight, and that's not something that Luke Richardson uh, will uh, appreciate. Um, I, I think there were – I agree. I mean, I, I don't think the entire team uh, was, was, was acceptable tonight. There were very few um, outside of outside of Taze Morazic that even – had had even just some moments where you could you could take some positives from but I, I think you know it's I don't want to say it's a good thing that you can you can be in a game still in a game when you don't have a full team effort because you still need the full team effort you know to 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 have something to uh positive take away but yeah I mean as as far as Tays I mean it's, we're what 13 games now into the season. He's on I think the best sc- scoring pace to, uh, of to start a season of his career. Um Correct. he yep. he took everyone's lunch money at the faceoff dot tonight. So hey, I mean that's that's fantastic. Um this is not the Jonathan Taze I expected to see uh at this point of, of the season uh given the way last season went and the way this offseason was trending. And the way the preseason went too, like there was nothing in the preseason that said, "Oh, Jonathan Taze is ready to go, ready to have you know 10, 11 points, whatever it is in the first Quite 13 the opposite, games." Actually, yeah, there was. I was like, "Oh man, he." It, it did not look like he was he was going to have anything close to this kind of start. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's that's great. That's great to see. Um, pe- some people saying in the chat, like, "Oh, do do you keep him now?" It's up to him. It's yeah. up to him. If he's playing well and he's enjoying his time here, maybe his decision has changed uh, or or leans one way or the other. Maybe he says, hey, I got it in me, and I really want to get my name on the cup a fourth time. It's up to him. Yeah, uh, uh, Pierre Lebrun wrote about it for The Athletic this week, kind of handicapping uh, the, the center market, and he, he was talking about uh, Ryan O'Reilly and, and um, uh, who's the other one? It, it's late. Forgetting who the other center was, but uh, Vancouver. Why am I blanking on the name? Uh, not JT Miller. No, someone with um, a B. Anyway, oh, Bo, Bo Horvat. Bo uh, Horvat. Uh, <laughs> yes, Bo Horvat. That's where the B yeah, came yeah, from. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Uh, so, and just saying that, like, <laughs> had half half his name in one letter. Of those three, that Taves would probably get the least return. But not right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, two, look, a few more games like this, and it's at, it's gonna go up. I'm just gonna yeah, say though, like, closing. and I think you guys agree, like. This game or Jonathan Taves' hot start does not change the way I, th- I feel the season should go. They should get as many assets as they can at the deadline for expiring contracts. That includes Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I look at it. Uh, the better Taves plays, the more you can get for him. So mm-hmm. that's how I see it. It's it's a win-win for everybody. But again, same with him and Kane. Doesn't matter until they say trade me. You know, I... These national games, it's November 10th. Well, now the 11th. Happy Veterans Day to all the <laughs> veterans out there. 
But I am sick to freaking death with the national narrative about the Kane and Taves futures. Nothing has changed until they say, can we stop on all these national books? Think of, find something else to talk about. I know this team isn't great and there's not a lot of storylines. Talk about Luke Richardson. Talk about anything else. It, it's this, I mean, I can't even imagine how tired, like I'm sure Patrick Kane was absolutely thrilled to get off the ice at morning skate today and talk to Linda Cohn about getting freaking traded. Like he's got to be so tired of it. You know, Jonathan Taze before the season even started, was like, listen, I know you guys got to do your jobs, but you know, it is what it is. So can we find something else to talk about when this team is on a national broadcast and they're going to be on a national broadcast. They're going to be on TNT Wednesday night against the blues. So yeah, you're going to hear it again. I, it's, it's the, just their, their justification is that people watching this game are not keeping up on every team in the league. And that's the big story for the team this year. But I think if you're watching the Kings and the Hawks late night, on a Thursday at night. Yeah, on ESPN you know, Plus, you know, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, from what you could hear of the broadcast anyway, boy, the mix was horrible. Uh, it, was it was like that all last year too. They still yeah. haven't figured it out. It, it, it was I mean, bad. The broadcast itself, the play by play and all that was fine. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Mike Monaco does a really good job. I like him as a play by play guy. Yeah. yeah Cassie and, Campbell uh, was good too, but her mic was Cassie. really low. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. Listen, I I barely listen to broadcasts when I'm watching games at home. It's kind of like white noise to me half the time. Unless something, like, the only time it really jumps out is if, like, a crazy stat comes through or somebody says something really stupid, I'll just, like, look up and say, what? (laughs) But most of the time, I'm not really paying attention to what's being said because I'm I'm so used to watching games with no broadcasts that I kind of focus it out. But, yeah. well, ESPN's got issues. There was an interesting note, though, from uh, Linda Cohn in that conversation with Kane where he said, not a direct quote, but something along the lines of, like, when he's got those quiet moments at home, he'll sort of, like, catch his mind wandering thinking about his future, which is totally understandable, right? Like, Yeah, I do, that's... I do that in the bathroom every time. <laughs> yeah. We all do it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so well, taking a shower. <laughs> but it's, it is the first time that Kane acknowledged that, yeah, you know, this – it is on my mind a little bit. He had always sort of been like, oh, you know, it's nothing I've really thought about or even talked to my family or agent about. That's not true. I mean, like these guys, they're giving it a lot more thought than they're letting on. And it's, I don't want to say it's nice to hear Patrick Kane acknowledge that part of it, but the fact that he is just shows that he's human and he's thinking about it like we all are. So um, I don't know. That was just, it's not a big deal, but it's the first time that he is actually acknowledged. Yeah. I think about this sometimes. You know? Yeah, it it was it was nice to it was refreshing to hear at least just something other than no, I don't think about it. Like, okay, sure. Yeah, when when you you're do. when you're asked about it every other day, there's no way you don't think about the action the what you would actually want to say. Like, I don't believe like as as non-expressive as Patrick Kane is on a regular basis, the times where he does express, you can tell like, oh, he's you know there, there's there's much more than, you know, just the on ice hockey brain going on there. So, yeah, it was it was refreshing to hear that. Hey, like, yeah, I do think about potentially what my future might might be. He didn't say uh, I think Taze had some sort of comment over the offseason where it was like, yeah, I think about what my career might look like with a different team. Like He didn't say that, but he went to, you know, he went 
you know, a, a half step before saying that and just saying, I, yeah, I, I wonder what my future will be like, whether it's in Chicago or not. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever get that kind of quote out of him until a trade does or does not happen. Yeah, and the Kane, you know, who would have thought this point of the season that we were all like, oh, Kane's trade value is going to be – it's still going to be very high, but, you know, the performance really hasn't been there a whole lot this year. I mean, I know – and we and we saw Luke Richardson hinted uh, after practice on Wednesday that he might give Philip Kershaw a shot yep. on that line, and third period, he was there, and Anthony Sioux was down on the Taves line. Played effectively there, so I think we might see that stay for Anaheim. yeah it, it, you gotta I'm give you that. gotta mix something up like the, it's not know, working that top line is not working work. yeah it's not working as it was it I thought like it, it had a couple nice plays in this one uh he drove the net a few times and you mentioned kurashev i feel bad for him man the the game winner he's balling out to block a shot he blocks it and just bounces out of the way then jake mccabe yeah. tries to superman himself in the way of the puck <laughs> and just can't do it so look man like like McCabe is always out there giving what he's got. You know what I mean? Like I just, the team effort sucked, but um, I felt bad for Kurashev who was doing everything he could to, to prevent that goal from happening. And just, he did the right thing. And then it just didn't work out. He had, uh, he had at least two really good looks that, uh, that were just, mm, just off, just off. And, and um, I, I I think it was in the third period. Um, he had a, he had a rush with, I think it was, uh, I think it was Taze and, and Domi like a three on two and fanned on fanned on a pass that probably was going to lead to a really good scoring chance, but just fanned on it. And I was, ugh, like he was just off tonight, just off by a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, decent enough effort to put yourself in that kind of position. Yeah, that that yeah. line looked like it was just about ready to click Anthony CU, Domi, and Kane and just the last – I mean, the Blackhawks have one five-on-five goal the last four games. That's, it's not, that's, that's why it's like if people worried about the tank standings, the five-on-five five play is not there. They got bailed out with a power play goal tonight. Nice one, by the way. Yeah. yeah I like the nice. look of that new power play. The little, the little passing was good, but – we have a comment in the chat that Domi had zero shots on goal. No, he had three shots had three, on goal. Yeah, three more I th- attempts. Uh, I think they might have all been on the power play. He may not have had any five-on-five five shots, but he had three shots on goal. Um, he had that one one-timer on the power play that I thought was going in. But, yeah, you got to play better five-on-five. Five. And they haven't played very well five-on-five five at all this season. And one that the uh, – I don't even remember the last goal. It was it was in the Kings game. The last time we played the Kings, there uh, or no, wasn't even that one. Who knows? Four games. I know that Minnesota. The <laughs> Minnesota time, yeah. game was was the last time because the uh, Kings their their regulation goal was a power play. Obviously, overtime three on three. Their one goal against the Islanders was power play. Shut out in Winnipeg. Their one goal tonight was power play. So uh, you got to start playing five on five. And uh, they're not doing it. So that's why, you know, when we get to those tank standings, I wouldn't be sweating it out because you keep playing five on five like you have been the last few games. You're not you're going to lose a lot more games and you're going to win. You got to start producing. Yeah. Yeah. The the only bad five on five teams that get bailed out in, in the NHL are the ones that are just lighting it up on the power play and the Blackhawks just don't have the ability to do that. Yeah. 
All right, let's recap the scoring and the uh, the plays that mattered in this one. Uh, not a ton going on, obviously. Uh, Hawks took the one nothing lead, eighteen fifty one, into the first period. Taylor Radish scores a beauty on a tic tac toe goal, where uh, Domi gets it to Taves, gets it to Radish, and Radish scores his fourth of the year. That's Taves' third assist and Domi's fourth of the season. Uh, less than a minute later, Reese Johnson takes a bad roughing penalty. Uh, they kill off the you know first 22 seconds of it, then start the second with uh, 139 of the Kings in the power play. Um, as soon as that penalty ends, uh, there he is, Philip Deneau <laughs> scores, ties the game yeah. one sh- one timer over the shoulder. Mrazek didn't love that goal against. It felt a little bit soft, but I feel like I might have hit something on the way in because Mrazek kind of did that like ducking. And it wasn't like yeah. a, it wasn't going to take his head off by any means. I think he he was reacting to something that didn't happen, so it might have gotten deflected. But that's to know his fifth of the year. Uh, Arvidsson and Moore pick up the assist there, uh, so it's one to one at that point. Then we get into the third. Got to get to overtime, of course. And this is where, by the way, I should mention after the second TV timeout, I don't know what happened, but the Hawks were much much better. They went on a six to one shot run. Uh, at that point, uh, two good good shifts by the Jason Dickinson line. Uh, Taves almost had a goal. Patrick Kane almost had a goal uh, late in the third. Uh, they were a little bit revitalized after whatever happened after that second TV timeout. Maybe Luke just gave him the look, you know, <laughs> and that was enough. The stern um, fatherly look. Yeah, but uh, Mrazek, great to start overtime. Then Jonathan Quick, great uh, in the middle half of overtime. Then with literally two seconds left in overtime, Kevin Fiala, who seemed to be on the ice the entire game, I felt like they were saying Fiala's name. He was, oh my god, super noticeable. Yeah, mm-hmm. he scores his fourth uh, unassisted uh, at four fifty-eight of the five-minute overtime. So the Hawks lose two to one. So with that, Stephen, why don't we give an update to the old tank standings? As Greg said, the uh, tank standings went off, um, you know, not too bad today. The teams you want to win, the Blues, the Coyotes, uh, the Blue Jackets, they all picked up wins today. Columbus, though, Zach Wierenski is going to be hurt for a while. Um, the postgame update for him was, quote, not good. Uh, so they might be looking at a long time without their top defenseman. And Zach he had Wierenski. two goals in that game, too. Yeah, so... Um, good that win. Hurts, good that hurts the fantasy team. Yeah, that's that's mm. a tough one. So Columbus, though, uh, despite the win today, still leads the tank standings with eight points in thirteen games. They're four nine and zero. St. Louis right on her heels, eight points in twelve games. They're four eight and zero. The uh, Sharks are three nine and three in fifteen games. That's nine points. Anaheim, who the Hawks play on Saturday, are four nine and one. They've got nine points in fourteen games. Mm. And the Ottawa Senators, who are really on a roll of sucking, uh, 4-8-1, 9 points in 13 games. The Hawks coming in with the overtime loss today, 11th overall in the tank standings, uh, 13 points in 13 games. It's a 5-5-3 record, maintaining their 82-point pace. (laughs) I love when the math is easy. The, uh, The Coyotes, by the way, the second wild card in the Western Conference right now. There you go. Just how we all predicted. As we all expected. <laughs> and by the way, some decent news on their uh, on the stadium front for them. 
It looks like it's going to go to a vote to uh, kind of approve a whole like Coyotes Arena district. Yeah, re- referendum. Uh, so it's going to be up to the citizens of Tempe to decide. Um, so. Always love when Arizona's deciding a vote. Yeah, nothing uh, fishy will happen there. <laughs> from from what I've uh, aggregated from comments on Twitter, which is always a great thing to do. Um, were, they, were they verified accounts? <laughs> they were. I mean, they were. Everybody's around. verified now. They were on Twitter, so maybe I don't know. Um, I I don't know if the confidence is there that that vote gets passed. I think they kind of wanted this. They would have preferred the city council just to say, yeah, let's do it. But the kitty, the city council's passing the buck saying, uh-uh, we're going to let the actual taxpayers vote on it. So oh, can you imagine if they play in this, this rinky little beautiful, but very small college arena. And then they say, yeah, no, we're not going to build you a new arena. Then what the what hell do you do? You gotta, you gotta. Well, they're, out. they, they, they said three years to play at Arizona State, and they thought that that would cover the Tempe Arena being well. Considering the referendum is not till May, right? They thought that would cover the thing being approved and then built. There's an option for a fourth year, but I mean, if if that doesn't get approved, then you're back at square one. And does, does one se- extra season give you that amount of time? I. God. Time, time, time to call uh, the Houston owners, Rocket, and Rock, uh, the Houston Rockets owner, and see uh, if he knows how to make ice. Hello, Houston owners, Rocket. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm sure he owns one of those. He's got enough money. That's a different phone call. It's it's one o'clock in the morning. So yes, I'm busting my balls. <laughs> uh, we're looking tired. Might be time to put the shady rays on. I feel I feel, uh, I feel like Caleb Jones after a four minute. Oh, right we got to get to that. Uh, by the way, uh, yeah. Did you see uh, the the uh, Kyle Kuzma, the NBA player, wearing the wearing the the sunglasses during his uh, late night press conference today? <laughs> were those were those shady rays? Uh, they I don't think I don't shady know, rays. But makes if they were douchey. Do they have like a douche category on Shady Ray's <laughs> I website? I don't know, but if they do, I'm gonna I'm gonna explore that do, just for fun. Just for you're fun. gonna be able to save some money on those douchey <laughs> douchey <sandwiches. laughs> Hey, one one person's uh, douchey sunglasses is is fashion plate glasses for somebody I, else. Hey, that's true. I'm old. True. You can pull this them off. Pull them old off. Old man yells at cloud hour. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Shady Ray's. <laughs> They don't like expensive sunglasses, and neither do we. So they change the market, and you do not have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. Best part about Shady Rays is they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Did you drop them in the lake? Did you lose them while voting for a stadium referendum in Arizona? doesn't matter how you lose them. They'll replace (laughs) them for free. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I could tell you for being a customer of theirs for the last couple of years. They are, are... just as good, if not better, than any of those expensive name brands on the market. And Shady Ray's customers will agree they've 
given over 200,000 five-star reviews. It's a lot of stars. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. Nothing douchey about that. They stand behind that product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they will throw profit right out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchange exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. And exclusive for our listeners, Shady Rays is running the deepest deal of the season. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off. Two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as 54 bucks over at ShadyRays.com. And uh, while you're looking good with your uh, Shady Rays, you can feel good internally with some uh ag1 from athletic greens the formula designed to improve your gut health optimize your immune system and give you more natural energy optimizing your immune system sounds great at a time like this when the chicago weather is going to go from 75 today to 35 tomorrow uh, in just one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that help you start or end your day right. Uh, if you eat different dietary ways in different dietary ways, whether it's gluten-free, dairy-free, keto, paleo, paleo uh, vegan. What if it's the all-wing diet? Uh, you could do that too. Yes. You know, if Sweet. if you're on the all wing diet, <laughs> you may benefit even more from some AG1. Good point. Yeah, to, thank you. <laughs> to improve that gut health. Only uh, one way to find out. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, whatever way you decide to eat, uh, with AG1, you're good to go. You're able to incorporate into those it into those diets and into your life, no matter how busy you might be. It's a small once a day habit with big benefits. And it's time right now to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. All it takes is one one scoop in a cup of water every day. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash Blackhawks. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You know who had a tough night, fellas? A lot of the Blackhawks. Caleb Jones, mm. who we have been, he did. I don't want to say praising him, but recognizing that he's, since being healthy scratched, his bounce back had been pretty good. Six points in seven games leading into tonight's action. Uh, this was awful like he was absolutely terrible and it wasn't just that one shift it was the entire game with again the hand grenade passes bless you mario i saw you sneeze on camera um uh just turning the puck over uh he was a disaster and if uh you know if luke is worried about guys sitting on the bench too long uh, you saw him get cowan blackwell back in there tonight uh, maybe it's time for Philip Roos to jump in and uh, Caleb Jones to grab a seat in Anaheim because that was about as bad as it gets. I mean, I can't. Yeah. yeah. It's, and look, yeah, I, I, we're, we grade on a curve with him. He's the last defenseman on a uh, tanking team, but I think this is bad by anyone's standards. I hate to I hate to pull the plug on him after just one game, 
to bench him. But I think when you when you're in a when you're in that position, look, Caleb wouldn't be getting top power play minutes, top minutes, whatever, all these responsibilities if his older brother was healthy and in the lineup. Yeah. So he he's he's all the Blackhawks essentially are being put into a position above what they are. And because Seth Jones is out. So Caleb is, is getting more opportunities, more opportunities to succeed or also to be exposed. And I think tonight was a uh, negative exposure night for, for Caleb Jones. And do you put Philip Bruce in? Sure. I, I, I mean, at what, what are you really hurting at that point? Um, and I think you, you, you know, for Jones, someone who could push him in his, you know, competition for more playing time for, you know, more regularity in the lineup is Alec Regula. And, and I think Regula was very active tonight. And I think he was, he made it a point to be involved, uh, in, in the game offensively. He was very noticeable offensively. So, um, if there's someone who's going to push Caleb Jones uh, in the long run this season, I think Regula made a made a good statement tonight. And if you want to put Roos in, I, we haven't seen anything from him that says, "Oh, he's he's terrible. He can't get into the lineup." No, why not? Here's here's another reason, uh, and I think Reese Johnson probably will be watching the Anaheim game from. Uh... The press box to get Jujar Kara back in there. That penalty he took at, at the end of the first period was just, just monumentally stupid. You just went up one nothing, and you take a selfish roughing penalty because you need to punch a guy in the face a minute after the whistle blows right in front of the referee. Just dumb. The, the Hawks killed off that penalty, but you know, uh, it, it, they did technically. Technically, they, they, they scored. <laughs> they, they. Well, there's there's the the justice in that because. They scored like a second after the play, uh, the power play expired. So Reese Johnson was on the ice and credited with a minus mm. one because he mm. was just getting out of the penalty boxes. Like, and that goal That's was what you scored. Get. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, not his best moment. So I think we'll see Roos and Jujar Kara back in because, yeah, both of those guys should probably sit. But it's also the fa- the dad's trip. Get every player in there so they can yeah. play in front of the Yeah, dad. that's true. If if, I don't know for sure if Philip Roos' dad is here. I would assume he is. If he came all the way from Sweden to watch his kid sit next to him in the press box for two games, <laughs> I'd be a little pissed off. So just for the hell of it. But now you have the justifiable yeah. reason to put both of those guys back in without just saying it's just for the dad. Well, you got yeah. you got to bench Reese Johnson, too, because his dad walked across the logo. Uh, yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw him wipe his boots on it too at some point. Oh, man. <laughs> it was it wasn't Dis- just a whoops, I stepped on the edge of the feather. It was all the way across. Yeah. And- Disrespectful. I mean, you know, what what kind it's- of idiot walks on a strip, carpet? Strip him of the future captaincy. <laughs> well, see, and I, I joked walking out of the locker room. I said, Man, if Reese Johnson gets traded in the next twelve hours, we're gonna know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Don't yeah. walk on the logo. Um, um yeah. Yes. It um yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Kara back in. Yeah, I don't. I mean, see, it's it's interesting with with that fourth line rotation because it's like n- most of those guys aren't doing anything to like explicitly be like get him out of the lineup, right? And none of them are like that great that you're like, why isn't he in the line? It's just yeah, like they're all it the same matter. guy. It's interchangeable. <laughs> it's just yeah. like a, like I guess yeah, like like Colin Blackwell. I didn't think was playing poor enough to come out of the lineup, and then when he comes in, I'm like, oh yeah, he's doing fine. Like 
I don't know. Why was he sitting? Yeah, there? I would definitely leave Blackwell in there against Anaheim because out of that bunch, he's the fastest, and you need some speed against Anaheim. You can't. Yeah. They, 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 the Kings are a pretty good team, but the Ducks are, can skate laps around the Kings if you let them. So uh, mm-hmm. I would leave Blackwell in there. And, and Cara and, and Johnson, neither of those guys are known for their world class skating ability, but let the guys play in front of their dads. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, got a, a comment here from Darren in the in the chat. I want to address. He says, "If Taves and Kane play better, do the Hawks improve because of getting more assets and trades, or worse because they're getting more points in the standings?" That, yes, that, <laughs> that is both, the both like, things can be true. Like, what is the better scenario? Right? Like, do you want them to be good so their trade value is better, or do you want them to suck so the team's not as good? Uh, I think them playing better, they're, the two of them, even at the peak of their powers, are not enough to drag this team uh, into any like t- total respectability. Um, so I I guess that's the better thing is to get more assets for them. Yeah, I wouldn't I mean, be Kane, so I, sure about Because if, if you can get a first for Taves. I mean, yeah, that's that's big. Kane, yeah, Kane had, uh, Kane had his third best season last year in the Hawks were the sixth worst team in the league. Yeah. And uh, Taves had his career year three years ago and, and eight and they didn't make the playoffs. So yeah. Taves, it, 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 Kane and Debrinket all had their best career years that year up to that and they, point. And they, and they, they the were playoffs. like six points out of the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> like so, that, that is, that is when you have a team with uh, no goaltending and no defense. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. And the defense still isn't great. The goaltending has overachieved, overachieved. so much this yeah. year. I mean, nobody expected what we've seen. Now, Morazic wasn't great his first three games or whatever. Whatever he started, he was fantastic tonight. Nobody expected what we've seen out of Alex Daylock before the injury. I mean, he was like very unorthodox, very um, – he is who he is. Uh, very exciting is one word to use. That's a word. Uh, but he was getting the job done. Panic-inducing um, is another one. Yeah. And Arvid Soderblom has been awesome. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, the goaltending has been overachieving, and that's another thing to look at while we – for those worried that this team's too good, um, just it's, – it's not sustainable. Yeah. Uh, an 82-point game uh, – point pace – is not sustainable with the way that the eventually the goalies are probably going to regress That's closer it. to where they are. That's it. And you yes. still can't score at five on five. You're not going to be picking up these loser points on a frequent yeah. basis. The Hawks don't have three Patrick Waz on the roster. And that's like Mrazek's performance night. Soderblom starts uh, and, and uh, Stalock so far have all been incredible. That's not going to last. Like, Mrazek is better than his numbers said before tonight, but he's not as good as he was tonight either, right? Like yeah, you mentioned, there were, there were at least two or three posts hit in this one. Yeah, and look, this, they, they don't this count. Isn't the, but, this isn't the standard Mrazek game. Yeah. So, no. you're hey, looking let, at him like put, a, let him have a few good games. Get that right. trade value up. Absolutely. You know, lots of injured goalies out there right now. Yeah. You, you're telling me the Maple Leafs wouldn't. Want him back right now? Give us another uh, first for Peter Morris. Yeah. <laughs> you think the Edmonton Oilers didn't wish they had Alex Stalock still on their system right now? A oh healthy Alex God. Stalock? Woo. They are not good at goaltending. What Even the Detroit the Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings would probably wish they had Peter Morazic back. Yep. Uh, Lusier gave up eight freaking goals tonight. 
Is that Last good? Last time I checked, not good. Mm. Our buddy No Roy's Just Rage points out that Connor Bedard had another five point night. Uh, last night, ho hum, five points. Eh, what is that? Just, just an oh, average. Did, did, did of course he did. Play, yeah, did I he think, not even play the third period. I think they benched him for the third period. <laughs> ho hum, another five point night for him. Um, yeah, we've got a lot to I do want... yet in this show. Um, <laughs> we've got to do our four stars yet. We've got to do our pick of the week. We've got to do our king of the game. Um, but there's there's a couple more things I wanted to to get to in this one, and and I I think that. You know, I, I don't want to just because the game overall sucked and, and there's a lot of stuff we're annoyed about. I really want to, and maybe this is better for a day where we've got an off day and we can really dig in, but I don't, I just don't want to ignore what Taves did today. Like he was so freaking good. Like mm-hmm. look, you look at the line from Jonathan Taves. Um, I'm pulling it up here. 1620 of ice time, six shots on goal. He had an assist. And remember, the last game against L.A. was like the one game of the year he struggled at the faceoff dot. He said, F that. He went 18-3 and three from the faceoff dot. Philip Deneau got, was, was getting destroyed. Four wins, 16 losses for Deneau in this game. That's that impressive. is all Taves that is killing yeah. That, that is, is not normal. <laughs> no is one of the best one of the best faceoff men in the league. And it was Deneau that that one game that Taves really struggled was when he had to face Deneau in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when he was taking all those draws against Deneau and Kopitar, and that's why he had a bad night. And now tonight he was like, Nope. I yeah. just so uh Deneau lost a, a draw to Patrick Kane in overtime. Yes, he did. Like, yeah, it was it was not his night. He's gonna sports head. sports are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Noted center Patrick Kane. But I just we kind of alluded to it earlier from what we thought about Taves in the preseason to since game one. It's it's a different person. It's yeah. unbelievable. Like he and look like Sure, the shooting percentage is still good, not sustainable, fine. But this, to me, was his best game of the year. He was all over the place, and he was the only one really doing much of anything. Uh, That line was the only line worth a damn in the entire game. I just, I can't, I almost can't believe, and maybe we're foolish, right? He misses an entire year, comes back last year into a chaotic situation uh, where everything sucks, everyone's unhappy on and off the ice. And and has not a great year. Maybe I'm the moron for not realizing that that's still number nineteen. That's still no, that's still Jonathan Taze. It's still a guy considered, you know, one of the best leaders in the history of the game. And he hasn't just forgotten. And that just hasn't left him. So it's I'm happy to see that the captain is back. It's great. And whether or not yeah. he ends the season here, I don't want my last memories of Jonathan Taves. To be like, oh man, those last few years were just bad. He was right. a shadow of himself, and he was unhappy, and he was saying pud wacky and things, and it was really unpleasant. If this is his swan song as a Blackhawk, sign me up. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm very, very pleased to see what he's doing on the ice. Um, I think it was, I, you know, honestly, I, I think it was fair for a lot of us, uh, a lot of people, us included to doubt what he had left in the tank um, just based off of what we saw last season, because yeah, this is still Jonathan Taze and, and to see what he was trying to, to do last season and, and, and battle through after missing uh, the year before that 
and, and what was being put out, uh, you know, on, on the ice, it was, it was very, you know, a shell of Jonathan Taze. And, and I, I don't think there was really anything that we could have really hung our hat on um, with, with any, you know, certainty to say like, Oh no, he'll bounce back. Like it looked like the, I honestly, I think there was a lot of people who, who were looking at, you know, the, the, the celebration of his thousandth game and, and all that as being like, all right, one last good memory for Taze before he, you know, looks disappointing and gets traded next year. Like, I think that, I think that that was probably, I think that was the case in, in reality for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to, to, you know, feel good about him playing well. Um, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And, and it's, you know, good for him, good for his confidence, uh, mentally and physically, um, good for his trade value. If the Blackhawks end up getting to, to capitalize on that, um, and, and good for the team around him, because if we had, you know, Taze with one assist in 13 games and he's, you know, talking to the media, everyone, you know, we're, we're all asking him about, you know, trade, trade, how are you feeling and all this stuff? I'm sure grumpy Taze would be stomping around the locker room and we might have a completely different feel to this team. So it's, it's good that he's doing well. Must be something about playing in the, that building that gets his gets him going he had some uh crazy battles in the former staple center it's now the uh failing tech bro industry.com <laughs> i was Whatever thinking about that during the game like, like when, when crypto goes away like how quickly can they change the name of the arena yeah i uh <laughs> think that the um uh i think the next time the the blackhawks are there they might have a different name might. on it <laughs> Could be. I don't know anything about crypto, but I see crypto I crash t- trending on Twitter a lot. So mm. that I don't know anything good. about it, and I plan to keep it that way. <laughs> Who would have thought something completely made up wouldn't work? Um, all right, let's get to the fourth stars of the game. In this one, the number three star was Drew Doughty, 27-25 of ice time, two shots and four more shot attempts. What was that? That was that was my my Automatic reaction anytime I hear Drew Doughty's name. Blame oh, on the yeah. noises. I, yeah. For for, the, for those listening, uh, our, all of our cameras are are covered right now by the graphics, so I couldn't tell if that was uh, I, I couldn't tell where that was coming from. That's coming so, from some orifice somewhere. Um, it was it was the pugs. Well, it fits because it's Drew Doughty. Uh, number two star Peter Morazic stopping twenty nine of thirty one LA King <laughs> shots. And the number one star, uh, deservedly so, Jonathan Quick. Man, you talk about a guy bouncing back who everyone kind of wrote off two years ago. Great last year. uh, Looks to be uh, almost as good this year, stopping 29 of 30 Hawk shots. Some of them difficult, believe it or not. So he's your number one star. So uh, I'm very happy that I get to go first today because that means I get to pick Jonathan Taves. Uh, I think he absolutely (laughs) deserves it. Uh, He had, uh, like I said before, 1620 of ice time, one assist, six shots, and 86% of his faceoffs won. I don't know much what much, much more I have to say about that. Uh, he was uh, really, really, really good. And just aside from the stat sheet stuff, just working his ass off, playing hard. You'd love to see it. Yep. Great game by the captain. More of those, please. Um, 
I'm going to go with, uh, I was originally, I changed my pick like five times during the game. I was going to go with Mrazek, and then I was like, no, he's going to be a third star. Uh, you know, I was going to do Jared Tenorti because he was hitting everything out there. But I'm going to go with Taylor Radish, the goal scorer, because, you know, they only scored one goal, and he scored it. So that's that's the guy. Short yeah. and sweet. In a, in a lineup that was uh, unspectacular. Um, yeah, at least the goal scorer gets on the board. Uh, I'm going to go with beautiful uh, play. He, yeah, it was it was great. Great finish for him. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a guy I mentioned already once on the show, but I'm going to go with Alec Regula. Uh, defenseman, 17 minutes, uh, just over 17 minutes of ice time tonight. Uh, just just one, on four one on shift. one shift. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know how much he played after that, but uh, yeah, one shot on goal. Um one shot registered on goal, but he was throwing the puck at, at the net with pretty much any opportunity he could, which, hey, I don't have a problem with that. Like, as simple as the game can be sometimes of just throw the puck on the net with traffic, it's going to bounce potentially off a, a teammate, off a stick, off an opponent. Like, there's no no bad play. Uh, th- th- there's no bad play trying to put the puck towards the net. Like I don't have a problem with that at all. So I, so a lot of, uh, you know, shot attempts coming from Regula, uh, offensive minded tonight, which is great. Also pretty defensive minded as well. Three hits, four block shots. Um, like to see that from the, uh, from the young defenseman making the most of his time here, uh, while Seth Jones is injured. All right. Let's also name our draft Kings King of the game. I don't, do we have the trumpet? You'll never guess. There That's you go. Right. It is uh, Peter Morazic, 33, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 29 out of 31 saves, two goals against, and a 939 save percentage. Uh, he was terrific in this one. Uh, absolutely deserves the uh, star of the game or the king of the game. So he's got it. He is the DraftKings king of the game. And speaking of uh, DraftKings, my friends, it is finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get 200 bucks in free bets if they win. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want with confidence. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code CHGO. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code CHGO at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And speaking of that, Greg is going to do the honors. It's time for the DraftKings Pick of the Week. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, I want to do some fun NHL betting since uh, this is a hockey show, but uh, none of the actual like player proposition bets are available for tomorrow's games yet. Well, maybe they are now, but back when I was researching this <laughs> at, yesterday, uh, they weren't up yet. So uh, I like to do those same. I love the same game parlays. Like tonight for the Hawks game, I had the under six and a half. That nice. came in no problem. Nice. I also had uh, an. I had that parlayed with. Uh, Gabriel Velarde as an anytime goal mm. scorer. He came close a couple times, but mm. so I didn't get that. But I'm going to go with one of them fun same game parlays for this Sunday's 
Bears game, since we're all going to be hanging out at Roosevelt, Michigan, for our Bears uh, Chicago versus Detroit tailgate on Sunday. Go to allchgo.com. Get your tickets for that. Uh, I'm going to put together the uh, Bears scoring over 27 and a half points. Uh, they've been the offense is clicking, and the Lions give up nearly 30 points a game, the most in the entire NFL. So. Bears offense rolling. Lions defense stinks, even though they held the Packers to nine points last week. They're still not good. And I am pairing that up with Justin Fields getting over 64 and a half rushing yards. Mm -hmm. Uh, The odds on that parlay is 260. So you place $10, you're going to win 36 back uh, total. So you'll get a 36. So $26 win went on a $10 bet. Not too bad. Uh, bad. And I think. And I think those are very obtainable yeah. numbers for the Bears to, to hit. It's uh, free money, my so, friend. If, if yes. Justin Fields is running well, that should mean the offense is putting up points. Yep. You would yeah. you would think those coincide with each other. If Justin Fields has another big rushing day, chances are they've got a couple of touchdowns on the board. Yep, it's true. You know, Justin Fields has been uh, lighting up the Bears' offense. And uh, if you want to keep the lights on smooth in your home or your uh, place of business, you got to pay your ComEd energy bills. And uh, also part of ComEd energy, (laughs) I hope you're all paying your bills. Uh, You you wouldn't be able to watch us if you weren't. Uh, Along with the ComEd energy program, efficiency program, they are committed to helping families and businesses in the communities that they serve save money and energy. And they are offering free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment or industrial processes, whatever it is. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last just about two hours. With three to four, within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. You can go to comed.com slash powering biz, B-I-Z. Already signed up for facility assessment, you can call the number 855-433-2700 during normal business hours and speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can also email them businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online by visiting their website comed.com slash facility assessment. All right, before we wrap up the show, we've got a couple of quotes rolling in uh, from L.A. Luke Richardson uh, speaking about Peter Mrazek. He says, quote, we feel bad because Peter played real well coming back and it would have been nice to get him the win because he deserved it. That's true. Uh, Max Domi says, quote, losing is losing. So it sucks either way. Talking about uh, not, cu- you know, not uh, being because losing in overtime. And uh, the one quote Phil Thompson has from Peter Mrazek, quote, I needed new lungs there talking about the last four minutes of the second period, uh, join the club on that one. That was, uh, mm-hmm. boy, that was, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a shift like that. And, and Colby Cohen tweeted at us during the game saying the only time he can remember that is when Ilya Kovalchuk uh, pissed off the coach 
And I don't know if it was Atlanta or, or Ottawa or whatever it was. Uh, was it Kovalchuk or um, Kovalev? Oh. Wasn't it Alexi was Kovalev ha- had a five-minute shift? Like, he just refused to come off the ice? I Maybe just, I'm thinking of something different. Let right? me see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up here because I want to make sure it's right. To the internet. Uh, uh, I mean, it was Kovalchuk. Yeah, because okay. Kovalev was just like, screw it. I want to play. This was a punishment <laughs> for Kovalchuk. The coach was okay. so pissed at him that he just left. He like, would not let him come onto the bench. So um, an, in a normal game, I've never seen, in my recollection, a four-minute defensive shift. That that must be uh, one of those one of those games that Lou Lamorello was coaching the Devils when he would take those five yeah. games stints in between firing coaches. That sounds like a, a Uncle Lou type of move. Yeah, sure does. Um, didn't uh, didn't Connor Murphy and didn't Murphy and McCabe last season have like a have like a, a three and a half four minute? Yeah, Seth Jones has been caught out there for almost three minutes a couple of times this season yeah. already. It's like and. It, it, I mean, if it's going to happen, it happens in the second period because of the long change. You just, you just yeah. don't when you when you putts around and you don't get the puck out of your zone, you die on the ice. How they didn't give up a, a goal or a penalty in that and that thing was was pretty crazy. I just want to go back. Uh, we had a couple early in the show. I don't know if you guys are still watching. Hopefully, you are about the Sean's the watching. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. He's probably betting on late night college basketball <laughs> games. Um, the Whalers jersey in the background. That is a Ron Francis number 10 Whalers jersey. One of my all time favorite hockey players. Despite being on that 92 Penguins team that broke my 13 year old heart, I still loved Ron Francis. Great player. So, yeah, that's, Fuck that's Ron the, Francis, uh, <laughs> as CM Punk would say. Yeah. yeah, it's true. He would say that. <laughs> he did say that recently, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Ron Francis is employed in CM Punk, not so much. Oh, I missed that. Is he fired? Yeah, not officially, but he's suspended and probably will be uh, not asked he, to come back. Isn't he, he can't also play- injured? Well, again, yes. That's yeah. also helped. Yeah, he can't play well with others, and when he does, he gets hurt. Mm. Well, well, that's what happens when you get older. That's a shame. Well, tell me. Yeah, no doubt. Well, fellas, tomorrow, uh, well, today, I guess, uh, you guys are going to be uh, arriving at my house in uh, about 11 and a half I'm gonna hours. Hit, I'm going yeah. to get in the car as soon as I post the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we're heading to uh, South Bend to watch uh, Landon Slaggart and Ryder Ralston take on Adam Fantilli and the Michigan Wolverines. It's going to be a great time. Make sure you're following us on social media at CHGO underscore Blackhawks to keep up with our trip to Notre Dame uh, for what's going to be a killer atmosphere and a great hockey game. I cannot wait to be there. Um, fun. Yeah, so we're going to be hanging out tomorrow uh, doing some extra coverage for y'all. So make sure you check it out. And if you have not done it yet, please hit that like button on YouTube and make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcast. We want to thank Steven uh, for staying up late with us and producing the show today. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us in the chat on a work night, late night, 1 30 in the morning uh we greatly appreciate uh hanging out with us uh this late it was uh it's a big ask and you're here and it makes it a lot easier to do the show when we know we are not uh peeing into the wind so to speak we got we got people hanging out with us so we greatly appreciate that so uh with that i think we can wrap things up right i think we're good i got everything on our to-do list crossed off so there you go. Tomorrow Perfect. we're at Notre Dame. Saturday, back at it again. Late night post game show, but it's Saturday night. Come ready to party. I'm gonna have a couple beers with me. It's gonna be a different feel on Saturday night. So let's have some fun. 
We'll talk to you officially on Saturday night slash Sunday morning on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.